This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder, the mini sewed. Hey, hi. Hi. You know this. Oh, you know this. It's hey. time to listen to this. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. You go first. Okay. Let's called- <laughs> talk in weird voices the whole time. <laughs> Let's do it. This is called Motel Murder with a side of unrelated cats. Perfect. And I forget what this is about. Okay. Hi, Karen and Georgia. My best friend, Josephine, and then it says, hi, Joe, if you're listening, this made the cut. Hey, (laughs) got me into your podcast years ago, and you guys have been an unrelenting, hilarious source of entertainment, education and inspiration ever since. Wow. Good job, Joe. Thank you. Ever since more recent. You're not Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I am, too. Even more recently, when my 16-year-old baby cat passed away, having adopted her from the streets in Vietnam, moved her with me to London and then to Singapore. Wow. She was a well-traveled kitty and I miss her so much. And hearing how much you guys unashamedly love your furry babies gives me the strength to tell everyone who questions or looks at me funny when I tell them I'm devastated by the loss of my fatty to go and fuck themselves. (laughs) I mean, what human being? Monsters would in any way look at you sideways if you were like, I had a cat that was 16 years old that died. I feel like some people just don't get it, especially when it comes to cats, like dogs, they can understand more. But if you've never like known a cat and known how like awesome they are. That makes me think those people are not on TikTok because (laughs) TikTok proves on a daily basis that cats are magical. Oh yeah. Okay, we all know, we all know. And then it says, anyway, the murder. Oh yeah. I'm British, and when I was 15, my mom took my brother, then 13, and me on a, quote, dream vacation to your lovely country. It was the 90s, so of course that meant Florida, which it turns out (laughs) is not very lovely at all. I mean, there's parts that are nice. (laughs) My mom was a single parent and a teacher, so we didn't have much cash and decided to stay in a motel while in Orlando on the basis that we'd be out all day absorbing the culture of the city i.e. Disney. Mm. There was one double bed in the room, which my mom and I shared, and one cot bed by the window, which we made my brother sleep in. Oh, God, the amount of cots in motels I've slept in on trips with my dad and my siblings when I was a kid is like, yeah, that's why I have back pain now. It might be. It's got to be. And also that kind of like, hey, for the first time probably ever in our lives, let's all sleep in the same room. (laughs) Oh, Just the yelling. Yeah. The room had a huge picture window, i.e. the whole front wall was basically a window. The curtains, I believe you call them drapes, Mm. were paper thin and the strip lighting outside was aggressive. In the middle of the night, my brother jumps into our bed and shakes us awake. He claimed to have seen the silhouette of a man appear in front of the window, raise one arm with a gun in it and shoot another person also in view. Oh, I, of course, told him to stop being a little prick, trying to get in the nice bed and to fuck off back to his cot where he belonged. Two minutes later, however, there were sirens Mm. and flashing blue and red lights and shouting. My mom eventually wakes up and the three of us sat there fucking terrified until it all calmed down and the sun came up. 
We opened the door with trepidation and my mom made me poke my head out and says, because I'm the, quote, the oldest. Uh, (laughs) Mom, I think you may have miscalculated. (laughs) There was police tape everywhere. Blood spatter, cones, scary looking police officers with guns and general chaos. Oh, that little boy witnessed a murder. I know. And they're from England where like guns don't happen. God. Yeah. And they didn't believe him. (laughs) Right. Go fuck off. They said fuck off. Wow. We grabbed our stuff, got into the rental and hightailed it out of there. But five minutes down the road, my mom slams on the brakes and shouts, fuck, I left the passports and tickets in the safe. Oh. So we had to go back. And again, being, quote, the oldest, I was sent (laughs) in to negotiate their retrieval. No. Fucking parents. Oh, my God. I mean, it's kind of up to a point. It's like, yeah, go send your oldest to do that. But like, yeah, go check and see if there's a crime scene outside. Totally. Is, I think should be where the boundary lies. That's right. I agree. The adolescent at reception seemed entirely unmoved and referred me to one of the still attendant police officers. He mumbled something involving calling me ma'am and this being a homicide scene investigation seemed to really want to tell me to fuck off. But overall, I think was just so confused at being asked by a 15 year old British child if she could please have her family's passports back from this crime scene. He just got on and did it. We left Orlando pretty hastily after that and we never went back. (laughs) We did a few other road trips in the USA in subsequent years, including one when my mom made us drive around Pennsylvania for days trying to locate, quote, the Amish for no (laughs) discernible reason. And in which our quick stop at a McDonald's in Albany coincided with a visit by jumpsuited inmates chained to police officers, apparently on a field trip from a local prison. Not a field trip. Mm -hmm. Come on, guys. (laughs) But needless to say, motels never featured again. (laughs) Stay sexy and don't stay in motels in Florida, Susie. Susie, I feel like your mom's vacation planning (laughs) leaves a lot to be desired. (laughs) I just tried to search for the Amish, just the general Amish in Pennsylvania. Uh, We've got a whole state. We got to find these people and get up into their business. The thing that they love (laughs) the most. They love when you get up in their shit. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound... 
means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Okay. This one, you know, I had to pick it. The subject line is repressed balloon launch memory. Oh dear. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Ladies. Your voices have been keeping me company from many walks, gardening, and while coping, waiting at the airport for years. So I was surprised when I was having a normal Thursday walk while listening to episode 383 (laughs) entitled Why Pigeons. (laughs) Why Pigeons? I remember that. When suddenly I had a flood of memories wash over me. The sensation was similar to returning to your childhood home slash town slash school decades later in life. Mm. The story was about the Cleveland Balloon Fest of 1986. In your story, you discussed the infatuation with balloon launches in the country. It was then I remembered the annual balloon launches of Daniel's Farm School in Trumbull, Connecticut, circa 1982 to 1985. For some reason, each year in the spring, each student would get a postcard to fill out with their name and the name of the school. Ooh, this sounds familiar to me, too. These cards were actually postcards that were then attached to said balloons. Then, with much anticipation, as the entire school assembled in the parking lot and fields, we would count down and release the balloons. Yes. Everyone would cheer as the balloons lofted off into the atmosphere and out of sight. Now, if that wasn't exciting enough, the next few weeks were filled with anticipation as we waited to hear on morning announcements if any cards had been returned and just how far they had traveled. Some came from across town, while others came from as far as Bridgeport or Monroe. Although, (laughs) not all the way from Monroe. (laughs) That's a miracle. Although I never had a postcard returned, I did, in fact, find one one card in my own yard and proudly returned it to the school. I honestly have no idea what the point of the launch is or why they stopped by the time I got into sixth grade in 1986. But I'm now guessing it could be related to the incident in Cleveland. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for unearthing this fun memory that has escaped me for nearly 30 years. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. Wendy, Minneapolis. A good thing to do is to give random strangers child's full name and where you can find them at 3 p.m. every day. Maybe a light description, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and what their parents call them as a nickname so that if right. you want to swing by and pick them up, Jesus Christ. It's like <laughs> the kind of thing where now I'm thinking 30 years in the future, what will they mm-hmm. be saying about the current time where mm-hmm. they're like, can you believe parents did that? Well, I think the thing is putting your kid's face on social media, right? And like, yeah, and their name. 
any information about your kid, Ugh. I think we're going to be like, can you believe they fucking did that? Yeah, I think so, too. Ugh. They yeah. might be doing it now, actually. They are. They're already doing it. Some, some. Okay. Write us your hometown about giving out children's information <laughs> willy-nilly. Write us your hometown if you have a weird 80s memory of being forced to do something by your school that now, in retrospect, you realize was highly unsafe and not well thought through. Yes. Do that, please. <laughs> and write okay. all of that out in the subject line. <laughs> That's right. This is called K&G Haunt Me. Hello, MFM team. On episode 364, Georgia tells a story about how one night she was getting ready for bed in her home alone when her wireless speaker suddenly started blasting Elton John (laughs) unprompted and how it scared the shit out of her. That is true. Well, this brought back a memory from a night when I thought my husband was going to attempt murder. I'm an attorney who has to get up at a stupid early hour to get to work on time. My husband does not have this requirement and therefore goes to bed after I'm asleep most nights. Well, one night I had gone to sleep with my headphones in, listening to the dulcet tones of who knows which of your episodes. The murder doesn't bother me. I enjoy your voices. They are comforting after many years of listening. Thanks. Cut to my husband getting into bed about two hours after me. Suddenly, there are voices coming from our living room at an alarming volume. It is as if two people are having a conversation at a scream volume in the next room. (laughs) This is exactly what happened to me, but Elton John. Understandably, my husband leaps out of bed and starts looking for a weapon and shorts simultaneously while our dogs start howling at the sudden noise. Meanwhile, I stop drooling and just look at him and say, It's just Karen and Georgia in a drunk Karen voice because I'm still mostly asleep as I wander into the living room to see our wireless speaker somehow had come on and was now playing the episode I had been listening to in my headphones. That's weird. That happens to me all the time. I'll take my headphones out and it'll start playing on my phone, like out loud on my phone. Oh, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's just like It's maybe the next thing in the list, um, your Bluetooth list or something. Exactly. Hmm technology i mean my husband and dogs were seriously freaked out but we laughed about it the next day thought this might amuse some of you ssdgm christine e esquire she her (laughs) that happened to me when i first moved into this house that i live in now it has an alarm system that a very quiet almost whispering british lady every time i opened the front door would go front door open but but whisper level yeah i have that too and the first time it happened it's it felt like someone immediately my mind told me that someone was hiding around the corner and whispering it because of the Just way her voice cold chills it was so awful and then then I was like, wait, why would you whisper something about a door? That's not scary. And then I was like, okay, this is normal. If if I had had the kind of life where I had up until this point had alarm systems, this would be yeah. standard practice. But, yeah. No, I get it. But no. Okay. <laughs> the subject line of this email is trashed, trash dad and a boat. Hello, friends. I've been thinking about writing this story for a while now, but anxiety, my FT job, my kids, and procrastination seem to take precedence. But here I go. I grew up in Southern California in a smallish lake city in the Inland Empire. Hmm. The Salton Sea? 
When I was between the ages of eight and 10, my dad bought a speedboat from a quote unquote friend. In true trash dad fashion, he did not verify the reliability of his acquisition and instead took myself, my friend, and one of his adult male friends on the boat for the day. They had a cooler full of Budweiser with a few sodas, but no snacks, sunscreen, or clean water. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. What the fuck? Who doesn't bring snacks with children? No snacks, no fucking water. No water. Oh my God. I mean... And sunscreen. Wild. Like, this has to be the 80s. Oh, hold on. Because we didn't need those things in the 90s. So close enough that (laughs) it's kind of getting by, but still... Not for long. You can't be a boat dad and not bring water and like a bag of Chex Mix, please. Totally. And like some, like even like Hawaiian tropic oil, like something to protect you (laughs) from the fucking SPF five. (laughs) Yeah, anything. (laughs) Okay, so it says we probably got onto the water after lunch and we were having a good old time while dad and his friend drank. And my friend and I thought we were the coolest girls around. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a few hours and the boat breaks down in the middle of the lake. As this was the time before cell phones and God forbid they have a CB radio, we floated aimlessly for hours. As the sun set behind the mountains, it was replaced by a cold breeze and impending darkness. The hours ticked by, and we girls got very chilly, super hungry, and a little nervous as the lake took on the appearance of a black hole in the middle of the city. Eventually, a police helicopter began to fly over the lake using its spotlight. This prompted my dad to finally tell us to put on our life jackets. (laughs) Twelve hours later. Yeah, Yeah, because the cops are coming. (laughs) Yep. My friend and I were ecstatic and jumping and dancing as the spotlight swept over our craft. We knew a police boat would soon be on its way to tow us to shore. We were wrong. A while later, we saw a very small light floating toward us, and a man in a small fishing boat pulled up to our vessel and informed us that the police boat that they had sent out began to sink and had to turn back. (laughs) So he answered the search and rescue call to retrieve us from the middle of the lake. We got back to shore sometime between 11 and 12 that night, and I Mm. never went on a boat with my dad again. (laughs) Hell no. Thank you for narrating my commute, data entry, and my jogs as I cackle maniacally to myself since you two gals are hilarious. Stay sexy and don't get on that boat. April, (laughs) she, her. (laughs) Thank you, April. Oh, my God. That is a true trash dad story. I feel like her dad had so much positive like he was just like nothing can go wrong we finally have a boat this is the greatest take the girls on an adventure it's gonna be great we'll be so excited and satisfied by our adventure we won't need food or clean water or spf we'll just go for it georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's 
that's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Okay, my last one is called Not Fair, Little Kid Story. Hi, friends. After my parents divorced in 1979, my mom changed her last name back to her maiden name, then went back to change the names of me and my siblings. I was the youngest of three, and I was probably two or three years old. We kids were restless waiting for our case to be called, and our mom finally gave us some change to go get some soda downstairs from the courtroom. Well, my big sister got to hit the call button for the elevator, and my big brother got to hit the floor number button, and I didn't get to hit any buttons. So what button is most accessible to the shortest person in the elevator? Question mark. Karen, you're raising your hand. Fire alarm. That's right. (laughs) The big red emergency button. The building was evacuated. First responders showed up and checked the building. And after about an hour, we all got to go back inside. My siblings ratted me out. A fucking like two or three year old. They ratted out. Of course they did. Well, they just wanted to make sure that the mom knew it wasn't them. Exactly. And I got a stern talking to from a fireman about how serious it is to hit that button. And then it says in parentheses, my mom did not get a stern talking to about letting little kids wander halls of a courthouse. (laughs) That's right. Good point. (laughs) And then we all went back into the courtroom where amazingly our case was next on the docket. Stay sexy and respect the big red button. Maggie, she, her. (laughs) I mean, that's a great way to learn about the big red button, though. (laughs) Boop. Like, I see her watching them go boop, boop. Yeah. And she's like, well, boop. You don't get one. And you can you can absolutely hear <laughs> the one sibling presses a button, the other sibling. And then it's like, when do I get to press a button? And it's yeah. like, shut up, baby. Stop yeah. whining. <laughs> Your whole fucking life as the youngest. Yeah. This email, this email is truly divine. Oh, my God. The subject line is, I was a jury duty tramp. And it just gets right into it. So the first time I had jury duty many, many years ago, I was not selected. But when they were choosing the alternates, they asked us each if we knew any reason that would disqualify us. Dang, I was nervous. When When it was my turn to stand up and answer, I had to say yes and that it was personal. Well, that wasn't good enough. I had to go up to the bench along with both attorneys and state my reason. Well, I was very, quote unquote, popular back then, and I had had, quote unquote, relations with two of the members that had already been seated on the jury. Holy shit. I hope it's a small town or something. (laughs) The two lawyers could barely contain their laughter and the judge's (laughs) mouth dropped open and she said, wow, Mr. Dot, dot, dot. Thank you for your candor. You may go back to your seat. (laughs) 
Minutes later, I was dismissed. I don't think I told anyone what happened at the time, but now I tell it whenever anyone mentions jury duty as I am proud of my slutty past and would do it all again. Hell yes. Hell yeah. I've since served on a couple of juries, and while the days are long and a lot of time boring, I've enjoyed the process, and it's nice to do my part. Affectionately yours, Jake. <laughs> Jake. I, lo- I love you, Jake. I love you High so five. much, Jake. <laughs> all around high five it is so fucking funny yeah. to decide you're disqualified because you slept with two people do you think the two people knew each other or like both knew or didn't they probably didn't know or he was maybe thinking like that eventually they'd have to go into that jury room and all have a big conversation right, right. either way i think he played it absolutely <laughs> perfectly <laughs> I'm sur- what if it didn't disqualify you, though? I'm actually a little surprised, but that makes sense. I mean, it would make sense if it was a smaller town or city yeah. or whatever, yeah. where it's like, yeah. oh, let's not get into this business. Right, <laughs> right. Let's LA, just they'd be like, sit your ass down, Jake. <laughs> well, well, thank you for sending in your hometowns or just listening to them. And please send your hometown, if you feel like it, to my favorite murder at Gmail, whatever it may be. Yes, we're so grateful to be able to share these personal stories, that you share them with us and that we get to share them with all of our other murderino friends. Mm-hmm. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Bye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Alejandra Keck. Our editor is Aristotle Acevedo. This episode was mixed by Liana Squalachi. Email your hometowns to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. And follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and on Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Follow My Favorite Murder on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase My Favorite Murder merch.